magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 523. Is that the right number? Uh, Seems right. Probably. I'm going to guess yes. Um, so just before the show, me and Eli, I think, have solved the problems of public restrooms being vandalized. And uh, the solution is to just eliminate pants and underwear allow the world to uh, do their business freely out in the open wherever they stand or wherever you're walking. And um, then we don't have a problem anymore, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that humans should just live like birds. You know, you just... Hum- humans no one, could live like birds. No one yes. thinks twice when a goose is just walking across the street and just shits. Yeah, I got to step over all that stuff when I go to the park. Yeah. Goose poop everywhere. So, um, I don't know. You know, it's just, it's shocking when we go, like, we've been to San Francisco, (laughs) it's sad that it's multiple times now that we've come across gigantic poops on the sidewalk as we're just walking, walking around. And, um, and this is like several years ago. I can't even imagine how bad it is like now, but, um, you know, it wouldn't be weird if it was just normal. So just let people poop wherever they want. And then it's not shocking to come across a poop on the sidewalk. And it's a good point. But the size of the poops that we've seen would still be shocking, I feel like. Yeah, you have some very interesting photos in your collection. <laughs> How have yeah. you not blown one up and got it like printed on a canvas and know. framed in your this, house? <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, it'd be like I I would die, and my family would be like, oh, let's look through his phone to see like what you know what kind of stuff he was up to. Like, oh, what's what's in his favorite oh. albums? Oh, it's human turds. That's interesting. <laughs> sidewalk poops. Yeah. Or his favorites album. Oh, there's 10 uh, sidewalk poops in a row. <laughs> oh, boy. What a silly uh, start to the show today, um, which I feel like uh, I'm at my wits end with everything right now. We got uh, no work has been done on our house for two weeks because we're waiting on some stupid red tape for our city Ugh. that um, apparently... Apparently, all these inspectors that work from home start to go rogue and come up with like their own requirements that wouldn't normally happen if they were all working in an office together. But because they're at home, they can just be like, "Oh no, you need to do this." Yeah. And um, so we're like getting held up on that stuff. And then, of course, it's like a black box trying to reach anybody to like discuss these issues or whatever. And so we're we're one step away from just illegally finishing our house. <laughs> and so, Telling them, what did you want us to do? We've sat for two weeks doing no- nothing. Yeah, well, waiting for I mean, what you guys your, to tell us what you want. What is your contractor doing in the meantime? Because it's like, are they just chilling? Yeah, he's got other jobs. So, I mean, it's like, yeah. he's fine. I'm oh. sitting here looking at a house not getting finished. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, we're if we were like paying for a hotel or something, I would probably be making more noise. But since we're already kind of settled in where we're at, it's like, what's well, another two weeks? But it's still annoying. Yeah, that uh, this is even a thing. And everybody I've talked to is like, oh, yeah, it's the city 
of Sacramento that's always a pain in the ass. Like if you go into any of the suburb areas or outside of the city's jurisdiction for this sort of thing, it's all just like an easy phone call and an easy approval and all this stuff is just super quick and easy. And for whatever reason, the actual city just sucks with this stuff. So yeah, it's like when I, we bought our dumb house here at like right at the start of COVID, it was like impossible mm-hmm. to get a appraiser to come out because mm-hmm. they were all like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I don't know, we, I don't know, we can't go, we can't appraise houses because of COVID." And it's like, dude, the house is empty. No one's there. You're not going to get COVID while you're an empty house. Like, I'll, I'll sit in my car while you do yeah, it. Yeah, like uh, no one will be there. Uh, <laughs> you know, here's the here's the code to the lockbox. Get the key. Like, yeah, uh, very frustrating. So I know That's I know stupid. the feeling. Particularly yeah, when you have like really. everyone else just sitting there waiting for like one person to do their job. Yeah, pretty much. Well, now we're starting to get to the point where they're starting to make people go back to their jobs in offices and stuff. And yeah. um, I don't know. I feel I have mixed emotions about all that stuff because I think there's so many things that can still be productively done from home. And those people should be able to stay at home. Um, but then I do see a benefit of uh, people actually having an office to go to and um you know, I don't know. I feel like there's probably some sort of solution that's a hybrid of yeah. those two things. But. I think what's what's been kind of pissing me off is the uh, the people that have had jobs where they've 100 percent worked fine from home for the last two years, like yeah. no drop in, no drop in productivity. Like the company, you know, hit all of their profit targets and mm-hmm. more, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, like no reason to think anything's wrong. And then it's like, all right, well. You know, show's over. Gotta be in the office in two weeks. So, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. It's like, hey, well, uh, why? Like, what difference does it make? And look, commercial business, commercial real estate is suffering right now. So, we need to rent a, a commercial building. I saw someone on Twitter, like, to uh, specifically do with like the Apple stuff, because you know, like, mm-hmm. Apple, yes, Apple's a good example. You know, being, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that just like work in software that you know don't really need any kind of like hardware beyond their MacBook or whatever that just can just work yeah. at home just fine. But yeah. um, saw some speculation on Twitter that the reason you're seeing a lot of the insistence that people go back to work is because a lot of these companies got extremely large tax breaks from their city. For like, mm-hmm. you know, moving their HQ there, building the issue bigger yeah. or whatever. And yeah. that was under the assumption that, you know, you were going to have all these employees there that would be, you know, like working in the office and getting lunch around the office and getting dinner yeah. around the office and yeah. shopping yeah, yeah, at stores yeah. around the office. And right. like, even though like maybe the company individually is paying less tax, like because you have all these people around, like contributing to other parts of like yeah. the n- nearby area like it lifts it yeah. all up and yeah you know if they're if if you're allowing everyone to work from home still like mm-hmm. you're not really fulfilling like your end of the intention of that bargain i guess yeah that which, makes a lot of sense i don't know hmm. it's kind of kind of kind of shitty either way so yeah it's uh it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out uh, it's been um it's been uh kind of amusing watching some of these companies like have the uh back to work requirements and then just like having all these people quit you know it's like all right well see ya <laughs> yeah i feel like right now is the time to like get a job somewhere because yeah. uh you can pretty much demand whatever the heck you want even from like <laughs> dominoes and stuff like yeah. go get a job at dominoes and get like a full benefits and 401k and like make 30 dollars an hour one of the guys that i follow on twitter is a recruiter for the tech area and, and he was saying yeah. something along the lines of like you know when i see a company that announces they are making everyone go back to office like i just start emailing those people and i have made a killing placing 
those people oh, sure. into other jobs because, you know, if you get mm-hmm. an email that's like, hey, guess what? You got to be back in the office in two weeks. And like the next thing in your inbox is like, hey, I got a perfect job for you. It's work from home. And, yeah, you know, know, it's like, all right, well, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. There's a weird metamorphosis going on in, with all that stuff right now. And I am I, too, am curious how it's going to end up shaking out in the long run now that kind of COVID is is starting to subside. Oh, I got I just got a push notification for the weather we're gonna get. It's apparently cut they're calling it a bomb cyclone. Oh my god. A potential bomb cyclone is poised to pound the interior east. Oh my god, you're gonna get pounded by a bomb cyclone. I am gonna just get <clears throat> ruthlessly pounded tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sounds like a fun weekend to me. Yeah, well <clears throat> typical with Friday. Bomb night. cyclones. You know, you're making fun of this now. You're going to get stuck in the craziest blizzard. That's fine. uh, You're going to regret that you don't have a self-sustaining agricultural system built into your house like we talked about last week. You know know what I'm going to do this weekend, regardless of whether it's 80 degrees and sunny or 30 degrees. Play video games indoors? (laughs) Yeah, play Elden Ring on my computer. Oh, Oh, okay. So now I get to put you on the spot. Why haven't you accepted my friend request on Steam? You son of a, uh, you son of a. Well, my Steam is like, I've had Steam oh, I don't for so long. Excuses. I don't want to hear excuses. You don't want to be friends. I get it. No, 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 no. Like, so I don't know. So I've had Steam like basically since the fucking beginning, right? And I know. You have a little badge that says you've been on it like 16 years or something. Oh my God, do I really? Can I pull this up on my Yeah, Mac? look at your, you've never looked at your profile? I don't, well, I've been on it 11 somehow, even though I never used it. Well, so that was the thing, like there, there is... Yeah, so I have 233 messages <laughs> for over the course of like 20 years, you know? Okay, so, okay. I, but you I, know what's stupid about the messages is I get messages for like unlocking items, and I don't really understand the whole item thing where it's like you can like spend points on like avatars and backgrounds and stuff like that. Um, I don't really get the point of all that stuff, but I'm like, stop putting push notifications on my phone for these things. I don't care. Just auto yeah, so I have delete it all. 113 pending invites. Oh boy. And a hundred. Oh, we're friends now. I have seven friends now. 110 group oh. invites. Let's see what these groups are. You should join some. Bubba's house. Bees, 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 bees. Uh, <laughs> the drunken huntsman. Uh, goon versus machine. I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I think there was like some setting where I can like turn off the ability for just like random people to send me stuff. And I had that on. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I never play multiplayer games on Steam. So I just kind of like. I probably won't either. Or I guess the, the games that I do play on Steam that are multiplayer, I think have like their own friend system or something. I don't know. Yeah. I was kind of surprised by the Steam Deck. Um, previews where people were like oh hey check out how good like the steam voice chat works and i was like what the fuck steam has voice chat when did that people happen? use that yeah I, I i i imagine a lot of people use it but uh it's just not in in my whole ballpark of stuff yeah you have a badge that says 18 years of service that's pretty wild that's literally the beginning of steam i don't know how i even see this oh view my profile let's see oh yeah 18 years of service wow look at that Look at that. Congratulations. You get a watch at 20. I think Gabe sends you a fancy watch. I, of course, I only have 11 years of experience. The funny thing about Steam is how much people hated it when it was new. 
because yeah. um <laughs> so the, the genesis of steam yeah so um they released half-life obviously you know and um counter-strike was just like wildly popular i mean there are a few other mm-hmm. half-life mods right but counter-strike was wildly popular and mm-hmm. i never really remember how it panned out like i think valve like bought the counter-strike team or something like that yeah. and then i think it was counter-strike 1.6 maybe it was like whatever one of the very big releases it was like hey we're launching this new way to get this you download it on this thing called steam this is the only mm-hmm. way you get this new version of counter-strike and mm-hmm, people were mm-hmm. fucking pissed yeah. <laughs> well, you look at stuff like the Epic Game Store, where it's like, oh, how dare the Epic Game Store have an exclusive game, blah, blah, blah. And now, like, a couple years later, people are like, I have, like, 4,000 games on the Epic Game Store, and it's, like, not really that big a deal anymore. So, yeah, yeah. Well, did you uh, see um, there's an itch.io. Uh, this actually might even be worth posting about the itch.io bundle for Ukraine. That bundle. Yeah. Um, it's basically the same bundle as whatever the last thing that they were raising money for. I don't remember right. what, what that thing was, but if you bought that one, yeah, you know, it was like 10 bucks for like literally every game worth buying or owning yeah. on itch.io to benefit some charity yeah. thing that was happening at the time. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of crossover there. I don't really even know if there's anything different between the two of these, but maybe you can gift the games that you already own once. I'm not sure. You can. I think you can gift the whole bundle too. Um, but yeah, if you're looking to, uh, you know, get a shitload of games for a future Steam Deck, that uh, itch.io. Uh, future Steam Deck, if they ever come. Um, yeah, so if you just search Google for itch.io Ukraine bundle, it'll be the first thing that comes up. It's, uh, yeah. let's see, how many games? Uh, 992 games for $10. <laughs> Eh, I'll wait for the sale. And this this is by um, the the, the Necrosoft guy who has been like, yeah, um, on, on the ground floor of all this like very popular charity stuff that he just like yeah threw together and just tweeted about. Like the yeah. um, he had a shirt that he put up on the Yeti that just said "fuck NFTs." That yeah. like apparently so many people that like a hundred percent went to some charity. I don't remember what it was, but it was like some. Uh, charity for i don't know it was a cool charity but whatever it was for but um and it was like so many people ordered it that like the yeti put a thing up on their page it was like hey we're so backlogged that like nothing's coming anytime soon that's so rad though what a red shirt (laughs) yeah but uh but yeah so real quick just got this bundle it's got like skateboard good game uh kingdom two crowns good game um goner good game uh, minutes good game celeste good game those are like uh many of the same yeah um ones that were in that last baba is used good game uh towerfall also good game i don't know bundle for racial justice yes. and equality was the last one it was when um all of the crazy protests george floyd protests were popping mm-hmm. off summer of 2020 how many uh, games was that does your story say let's see I don't know. It doesn't say. It was a lot. I mean, oh, I feel like. 59 pages in my library. And there's like 25, 20 or 25 games per page. So you can do the math on that one. Yeah. I don't think it was a thousand, but I think it was like 600 or something like that. Yeah. Well, so this this is like pretty much every every game that you would ever want on itch.io. Yeah. You could spend an entire lifetime and probably not play every single one of them. So No. Um, but donating 10 bucks to Ukraine, that's a good thing. Yeah. 
So, um, and it honestly wouldn't surprise me if this grows with the amount of games that get thrown at it. Cause I feel like that's how that last yeah. one went. It was oh, like, everyone wanted to hop in on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, um, they announced it and I feel like when they announced it, it was like, holy shit, it's a few hundred games. That's crazy. Yeah. And then by the time it, uh, concluded, it was like, oh, here's like a thousand things. That's yeah. neat. Yeah. They had to cut it off if I recall correctly. Oh, they really? Um, but yeah, so speaking of steam, um, so I played some more Elden Ring. I've played a couple hours so far. Yeah. Um, How much do you hate your life? I'm trying. I'm trying to be very open-minded with it and stuff like that. And um, I did the tutorial like a noob idiot. But, you know. So I, am I, I wrong in that tutorial is like the dumbest spot imaginable? Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. But, um, so it's like, you know, I think it's fine. If, if I didn't know about it, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Well, but the fact that I saw somebody on Twitter talk about it, I was like, okay, keep an eye out for that when I get to that point. Yeah, well, so um, right at the start of the game, it's like you walk out of like the starting room and then there's this yeah. like big illuminated staircase and like elaborate yeah. uh, kind of like archway and like yeah. door that takes you to the elevator that brings you out to the rest of the game. And you're looking straight at this. Or if you look to your right, there's this like pit. A dark that looks hole. Like, yeah, there's like dark <laughs> hole that looks like if you fall in it, you're just going to die. Yeah, you totally look like you're gonna die if you jump in. And that's it. that's where the tutorial um, is. It's like a fucking joke. Yeah, you have to jump in a hole. <laughs> you have to jump into a death pit to to get a tutorial in this game. That's how much they don't want to show you anything and about what's going on. What was crazy is like the amount of people, like you know, the amount of people that that use that as an opportunity to like get on their high horse. Like, what are you talking about? Of course, the game has a tutorial. You dipshit. You, you just didn't have jump to, in the hole. Yeah, you didn't jump in the <laughs> impossibly deep hole at the start of the game. Yeah, I think uh, if I had known about that, I would have never come across it, which I think was probably the point. But um, yeah, so I I played for um, probably a good ten hours, yeah. and then was just kind of like not really sure what to do next. So I was like, oh, you only. Know, wander around and I was like, oh, I wonder if I missed anything in the starting area or whatever. And then was like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, uh, because you get a these, hole. well, you get these keys, um, mm-hmm. called like swords, yeah. um, stone sword keys or something like that. Yeah. That unlock yeah. these kind of like different areas that provide you a reason to do a lot of backtracking because, yeah. um, and typically when you unlock one of these things, there's like a good piece of loot or something like that inside of it. So yeah. I was, yeah looking for other places and these keys are hidden all over the place. So I was kind of like, I figured that out and I was like, Oh, let me like look around for, you know, obvious places I can either unlock or find mm-hmm. a key or something like that. And that was my intention mm-hmm. of going back. And then mm-hmm. I found that stupid hole. And that's mm-hmm. when I learned that you could run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After playing the game for like, like almost 10 hours, like it's truly yeah. insane. Yeah. But now, you know, I mean, I, it's so weird. I feel very conflicted about this game because part of me likes all that stuff Mm -hmm. and I'm sort of just like, Oh, that's cool. But then part of me hates it too. And I'm like struggling every time I go to sit down and play a game. I'm like, I don't really want to play it. Like it's not, it feels like a chore right now. Yeah. Um, and I want to get to the point of where it feels like fun and I want to jump in and play this game all the time, but I'm not there yet. Yeah. I, I, I I tweeted this today. Like what I kind of appreciate about it is how, um, some of the very obtuse things about it sort of remind me of playing like shit like Faxandu or Zelda two or other yeah. stuff where it's just like, yeah. some things just like weren't explained in the manual right. and you know, <laughs> you just kind of had to figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. um, and, and I, and I believe there were some parts of Zelda two that you could like 
just miss and mm-hmm. play the game like i think you could like miss like the up the up slash and like downward slash moves if you just like didn't go to the right spot and you could probably complete the game without those and stuff like that you, you know, just have just, a bad time yeah and um i don't know it's kind of i kind of appreciate playing a modern game that has those sort of things but at the same time yeah. like i wouldn't say that it's making it more fun for me that's the thing that I'm struggling with is I want to have fun and want to have a drive to keep playing it. And I feel like there's a lot of really cool carrots and stuff um, to like go chasing after in this game. There's a lot of stuff to do. And there is, I kind of get the breath of the wild comparison a little bit. Like the, when you go up that elevator and it's like, da da da, here's a giant world and you can just go anywhere. But, um, and there's like a lot of like gathering items in the woods and stuff like gathering resources and, you know, I sort of see the comparison, but also it's m- much less friendlier than Breath of the Wild is. Yeah. And much less, the ramp up <clears throat> certainly isn't there. With Breath of the Wild, it was like, oh, in my immediate area, you, you know, you could walk like 10 minutes in any direction and be like, okay, with the amount of enemies and stuff like that. It's not like you'd stumble across. Like in Elden Ring, you get off that elevator and down below is like a super hard enemy on a horse or whatever some crazy golden knight or yeah, something like the that tree sentinel is named the boss. dude <clears throat> that and yeah he looks I, at you I, and I, just kills you <laughs> yeah instantly kills you and so you sort of just have to ignore him and sneak past him i'm guessing until you get yeah. to a point where you it think was you a pretty cool feeling to come back and kill that guy though because because you know mm-hmm. you do you do level up and so it's I could not see that. it's not like and that's that's kind of the other thing is that like once you kind of get a feel for like how the 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 baseline combat works and how the leveling mm-hmm. system works and you're able to actually like kill enough guys to level up. Like yeah. you can come back to these starting areas and then like, you know, you just have like this immense feeling of power as like yeah. the dude that originally just looked at you and killed you. Like you yeah. can kill pretty easily, you know, like that's, yeah, right. that's pretty cool, but it's just getting over that hump is a lot. And yeah. Yeah. you know, I don't, I don't blame anyone that um, is like, man, fuck this. Like this just, is not fun. Like, you know, yeah, there's just a big difference between like, look, slog through that first hour or two and then it will really open up as opposed to like, give it 15 or 20 hours, maybe yeah, 30 yeah. hours, yeah. and then you'll really feel good. And then you'll have 300 hours of fun. I mean, that's just um, how a lot of these different like uh, JRPGs are, though, you know, like, because yeah. I've tried playing like, um, I say like the Xenogears game or the um, mm-hmm. uh, Xenoblade or whatever on Switch. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that people are just wild about those games and they sound really cool. And like, you know, when you watch a trailer, right. it's like, oh, there's neat stuff in this. But like, yeah, I just don't have it in me to get to the neat stuff. Like, it's just, yeah. I don't know, not not fun. Yeah. yeah. So I I'm 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 jumping into Elden Ring when I can, when I kind of force myself to hoping that I get to a point where I'm like, OK, I get it. I love this game. It's awesome. Yeah. Not there yet. But then my my uh, like. uh clean the palette sort of game I've been bouncing um, into is the Tomb Raider reboots from a few years ago. And um, man, they're super good. Or at least the first one that I'm still on is super good. I I know I own them on like every platform imaginable because for whatever reason, they just like keep giving them away. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't, I haven't, I haven't played that yet. It's on my, on my list of games that I know are very good that I know that I would like, that I just like, I played through the beginning of the first one on stadia when stadia first was available on iOS. And that was like my tester game on stadia. And I was like, dang, this game is really cool. Like I'm actually going to complete it. But then I just never played stadia again. (laughs) And so, 
Um, but it's been a good game to just kind of jump into and um, really cinematic, really just a well done kind of like uh, adventure game or whatever. But playing through all the tutorial and stuff like that, I sort of felt like, oh, my God, this is this is sort of like an interactive game with like some QTE, you know, scenes here and there. And like, does it get beyond that? Um, and I was happy to see that it totally does. There's some elements to it that are just like quick time based events, but um, yeah. it is like a pretty full blown action game. And then once you start unlocking things, there's a million things to like collect and you can return to areas and um, upgrade your weapons and all this stuff. Like it's really, really cool. So um, yeah, I have the whole trilogy on steam for some reason. <laughs> so I'll, I'm going to play through them all, but um, that's yeah, been the, a good game to bounce to. The, um, the, the, I feel like the big Steam Deck news of the week, though, is uh, the Windows drivers getting released. Yeah. Um, I haven't, you know, I I was really excited for this because I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to dual boot into Windows. Well, like you as can't opposed to do dual that boot yet, into Linux. Though. Like but you can't do that right now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still going to hold off. But also, um, man, I've just been like, I don't want to leave Steam OS. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to stay in that environment. And it's actually caused me to go back and buy a few games on Steam that I own on GOG or Epic or something like that, um, where I'm like, I just want to have the Steam version of everything now, um, which I know that in the future, there's going to be ways to install your games from those other stores and stuff like that. So it's kind of silly to do, but um, I just like having everything be cohesive with Steam. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I don't really, know. I we'll see. Really surprised by uh, the videos that like the Fox put out of the Windows uh-huh. performance. Like, because I would have, uh-huh. I would have put a big bet on, um, you know, the the Steam Deck sort of requiring uh, kind of like a very thin OS, like Steam OS, mm-hmm. to like actually have games run well. But mm-hmm. it's like, man, he was like playing Destiny Two and like a bunch mm-hmm. of other like real recent stuff and. Looked like it was running great, you know. I mean, it's a fairly decent computer, really. Yeah. So the only difference is its shape, I guess, and uh, the screen resolution. I'm sure helps things run a little bit better. But yeah, um, I mean, what's just I, I think the the primary use of that is going to be playing games like Destiny or or other games that have those kind of like rigid anti cheat stuff mm-hmm. that like just won't work. Uh, yeah, in Proton, you know. Yeah. And for yeah, that, was, like once uh, once they update SteamOS to make dual booting work, which yeah. they, I mean, the way that it made it sound, it sounded like it was like, oh yeah, we just need to update it, no big deal. Yeah, um, I I know they were struggling to get all of these drivers done before the release, um, or the official release date or whatever. And so I think what they're doing right now is like releasing what they have as they have it, just to say, okay, it's out there. But like, yeah, I think not even audio drivers are ready yet or whatever. So. Um, it will get a lot better. I think they're just a little behind where they thought they would be with all the Windows support stuff by now. Yeah. Um, so, which sense. either way, like I'm so satisfied with just playing Steam games right now that I can afford to just wait and kick back a couple months and see what everyone does with all this Windows stuff or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, and yeah, no, and I'm, and what's cool is that, um, you know, as we've seen with like NVIDIA drivers and stuff, like drivers mm-hmm. typically only get better and more optimized. Like the the longer yeah it goes so like you know while it is kind of annoying to not have a steam deck now like at the same time like the silver lining of that is like with how quickly like they're updating this like by the time yeah 
you know, anyone that gets it, that's, you know, a Q2 or Q3 or beyond person, mm-hmm. like by the time you actually get it, it's going to be so much better. Yeah. That it's like, well, you know, whatever. I think that there's a lot to that. And there's a lot of people I've seen, um, in comments on these different steam deck videos and stuff that are like, I'm waiting for V2. Like this thing's awesome, but I'm not buying this first one or whatever. And I think there's a lot of benefit to that too. If you can afford to wait or whatever, I, I, uh, having one in the last month or so has very much felt like being a beta tester because, um, a lot of things go wrong here and there or whatever. And you're constantly getting updated, um, stuff and you know, whatever, but it's still fun as hell. I still would totally buy one now if you were thinking about it and you can afford it or whatever. Um, but I do, I think that it's just going to get more stable and a better experience overall as time goes on. Um, but I'm really curious. So this next Monday came and went and, uh, bat- next batch of emails went out or whatever. Um, what Mikhail pointed out to me, and this could just be, uh, you know, uh, isolated experience with him or whatever. But, um, he said he, he knew like five people that had five twelves. Uh, Siri, go. Why did you open? <laughs> oh no, he said the S word. <laughs> Siri, Siri just just opened up a whole page on sexual harassment. So, um, oh, I was trying anyway. to tell you something. It's like a Minority <laughs> yeah. Report, uh, a precog. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. The precogs know that I'm up to something. Um, but uh, yeah, he said he knows five people that ordered the five twelve model. And that only one of them has gotten an email so far, but that like a bunch of people that ordered the cheaper ones have all gotten their emails or whatever. And I started thinking about one of the Gabe interviews where he was like, we were blown away that everybody ordered the 512 and we thought everybody would order the cheapest model. So like we were really expecting the numbers to be sort of flip flopped um, way more like, you know, 60 to 70 percent people with the cheapest model. And instead, it was the other way. It was 67% of people with the most expensive model. Um, so that makes me nervous because are they scrambling to try and get these like – they didn't make that many high-end ones that they're like scrambling to get made so they can fulfill those orders? Or are we going to get screwed because we wanted the 512 or whatever? Or is there going to be a bunch of like the 64 gig ones just sitting in a warehouse somewhere? Or is that why he's handing them out to random people in the driveway? Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, but – that could all just be speculation and stuff. I don't know. So, yeah, it's. I don't know. I guess we'll we'll see what happens. I'm as I'm, Q2 people. I think we should probably not even get our hopes up until April rolls around. Yeah, because that's when they said even the emails would start going out to Q2 people. So, well, yeah. I mean, I guess uh, it has turned out that the um, there there wasn't the wave of cancellations that I was kind of expecting that it would burn. No, the, yeah, it doesn't Q2, seem that way, huh? So. Yeah. I guess that's good though, you know, because I, it, my, overall, my, it's good. my big worry with this thing is that, um, like it would just kind of turn into this weird niche thing that no one really cared about. Any, and, you know, yeah. or, or no one that in significant number cared about anyway, because, um, yeah. what, what I would like to see is the steam deck getting popular enough that like game devs actually put time into, like, okay, let's, all right, we did the game now. Let's, let's do like a real QA pass on like how it plays on the steam deck and like mm-hmm. actually optimize the game for the steam deck instead of just being yeah. like, oh yeah, here's the controller inputs. Like go nuts, you know, have fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be that hard for devs to do it. Um, even, you know, the crazy thing about the steam deck I've noticed is that 
Valve really built in the power to do all that stuff in your own hands too. So you don't really have to have that much knowledge to say like double your battery life on a game or whatever, just yeah. by lowering the resolution or lowering the frames or um, adjusting like the wattage that you're feeding the machine, you know, whatever. like um, really like approachable, easy things that you can just very quickly do with just a couple button clicks um, and all of a sudden, like, you know, double your battery life. But right. the funny thing for me is, like, okay, I'm playing in bed next to an outlet. And so I'm not, like, ever tripping on that sort of thing. But if I was, like, traveling more, I knew I was going somewhere where I was, like, okay, I got a four-hour plane ride or whatever. I would definitely be more, like, aware of, like, trying to save battery life and stuff like that. Um, as it is right now, I'm just kind of running everything out of the box and not tweaking much. And um, it's been fine. But... So you can totally pick up those things, though. You can gain a lot of extra performance or battery life by just making some simple tweaks, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anywho, uh, what else should we talk about? We could talk about mobile game stuff, I guess. I yeah, had a we few could. stories There's set aside. A lot of stuff happened uh, this week. I feel week. like there was... Um, yeah, kind of... Uh, Sort of a lot of big name games are in the mix here. So let's start with uh, let's start with the Switch Online uh, app getting updated. Um, did we talk about when was the Nintendo Direct? Was that last week? Was that this um, week? That was last week, right? Or the week before? I think it was, yeah, the week before. It was a while ago. <sighs> Everything just blending together. What is um, time? Oh, I know. This week was the Apple event. We were going to yeah. talk about the Apple event. Which um, maybe we can talk about that after we zip through these or whatever. But um, so uh, the Switch Online app, I've always thought this thing was such a weird thing that seems sort of useless. Yeah, right? well, it's particularly with them um, kind of like putting the voice chat behind like a companion app that required like, remember when they start, started releasing um, like headsets for the Switch? It was like, oh, mm -hmm. here's. Like the cord that you plug into your phone to get, uh, you know, voice chat working and stuff. Yeah, and then, right. You know, you use this like sort of jank app that didn't make a ton of sense. And yeah, and it was like everyone looked at that as like, OK, well, why wouldn't I just use Discord? Like if we're, yeah. you know, if you have to have this kind of like wacky reliance on your phone anyway. Yeah. Like, why am I uh, using this kind of jank switch app thing, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. It's it's always felt like this thing that doesn't need to even exist, really, and doesn't offer anything useful compared to, like, the Steam app or something like that, or the Xbox app. Um, well, it got updated for the first time in four or five years since it launched or whatever, um, and got it has one useful feature now, and you can view your oh. friends list. Oh, that's You can useful. see who's online. You can't, like look at their profile and look at their gaming history or anything like that, because of course you can't, yeah. but, um, you can see who's online and who's not. So there's that. Um, yeah, I just feel like it's such a weird wasted opportunity. Cause I feel like I would be all up in this thing. If you could like browse people's profiles, see what games are playing, look into those games and, you know, add them to your wish list, do all that sort of stuff. I'd probably buy more Nintendo games if I could do it through an app that I could yeah. stick around with. I mean, I, I think you could pretty much sum up uh, Nintendo's entire sort of like mobile-based thing as just kind of like a weird missed opportunity, right? Yeah, it's all a big missed opportunity, yes. Um, 
Because like I don't even I don't even know anyone that's still playing uh, Animal Crossing, and that, like Mm-mm. you know Lindsay and her friends are like Animal Crossing fanatics. It's like they just sort right. of all right ran out of yeah. shit to do. Yeah, no, I know it's weird. Uh, Nintendo's a weird company, I guess. But anyway, if you love the Nintendo Switch Online app, make sure you update it so you can see if your friends are online or not, yeah. or don't. Does it send you noti- push notifications or anything like that when your friends come online? That would, might be vaguely useful. I think if they try to start a voice chat with you, as the, you can get an alert. I don't think if they come online or go offline, you get alerts. But I could be wrong. I haven't really messed around with that it That is like the, the one genuinely useful thing that the Call of Duty app does, is you can like... Yeah like uh add your friends to like a favorites list or a star list or yeah. whatever and then you get a notification like when they sign in and then when they start a game you know so it's yeah. like you can you sit around being like oh cool like there's people playing warzone like let me hop on yeah you know? right 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 um which has been weirdly useful yeah no i agree with you um it is speaking of warzone let's jump to the warzone story oh yeah because that makes it for a good segue um so Call of Duty Warzone is officially coming to mobile. Um, a tweet was sent out looking for some people to um, work on this new mobile version. And then Activision has also posted um, this news on their blog. Um, this is one of those situations where I don't know if this is going to be actual Warzone that you access through your phone. And it's the same Warzone as on other platforms. I sort of think it's not that, and it's going to be like, this is a its own Call of Duty Warzone for mobile, specifically for mobile, and it's its own thing. Um, either way, pretty cool, because um, the actual Call of Duty mobile has done super well. But um, that also makes me wonder, like, why isn't this just part of Call of Duty mobile? It already has, like, a huge player base. It already has its own Battle Royale mode, too. So it's like... I don't know why this wouldn't just be like the Warzone section of the Call of Duty mobile app that people are already playing and have invested in heavily. Yeah. I don't really know. But um, whatever the case, curious to see what this is. I mean, for all we know, too, this could be like if they're just now recruiting some people to help work on it, it could be like two or three years before it even launches. And so by that point, maybe, yeah, we're ready for a brand new game or something. But um, it is pretty interesting to see that... Uh, they are um, putting such a big name on mobile or focusing on a mobile version well, for such a big game. What I'm curious of is like, where where is this going to land on kind of like the spectrum of being like uh, a Fortnite where, I mean, like if you wanted to, you could, well, I mean, yeah. not anymore, obviously, because it's not on the App Store. But like uh, previously, if you wanted to, you could play cross-platform you know with your, your right. friend on their phone and you on your pc yeah. or playstation yeah. or xbox or whatever yeah because you know same exact same version of the game everything else yeah um but call of duty mobile is not really call of duty it's kind of like call of duty mini in a way and that like mm-hmm. you know the game's got a lot of like auto aim and auto fire mechanics and mm-hmm. like yeah, a lot of stuff like that to, honestly it makes it a better mobile game but in, in the right. process it kind of makes it um I, I think it would make it difficult to balance like because you know if you have one person that basically has like auto aim and auto fire versus yeah. another person that does not you know like, that yeah. doesn't seem very fair right so yeah um i don't know it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with this if if i remember right 
I didn't play a lot of Fortnite, so I could be wrong, but I want to say that they had a thing where it was like you could choose to enter a pool of everybody, mm -hmm. including mouse and keyboard and controller players, or you could choose to enter a pool that was just other touch players on mobile. Um, so I could see them doing something sort of like that where it's like, hey, you're going to play against people who are using physical controls, but if that's your choice, you might get wrecked. Or like, hey, I only want to play with other mobile players because that seems not fair. Um, setting up something like that to make it so it's like a cross-platform sort of game. Um, but I, part of me thinks, I don't know. So the wording of their their blog post is that um, this large-scale battle, large scale battle royal experience is being built natively for mobile with cutting-edge technology designed to entertain gamers around the world for many years to come. Um, being built natively for mobile makes me think it's it's going to be it's its own special version yeah and not related to the other games i mean that would make sense because you know call of duty mobile for what it is is really fun you know it's it's awesome yeah. i love to call of duty mobile um and i know a lot of people get are, are really into it but um that also makes it weird too to tell people say this game comes out a year or two from now hey that game you've been playing for five years that you have all this progress and you've spent all this money on or whatever um, here's a brand new game. We're going to focus on this war zone now instead or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. What's been puzzling to me for the longest time is so they, they've really on PC and console, they've really leaned into the fact that like it's one battle pass and all your progress yeah. on your battle pass is, you know, like, like any, anywhere you're playing call of duty in any of the games you're getting mm -hmm. battle pass progress. And it's always seemed really strange to me that, um, that wasn't shared on mobile because like, yeah, you know, it, it seems like it would be like such a no brainer to link all those things together where it's like, yeah. you know, Hey, just play fucking everywhere. We don't care. If long well, you're playing Call of Duty, you're progressing somewhere. So just go yeah. nuts. We talked about this a few different times that it seems really silly that Call of Duty mobile had no real affiliation with the console and PC versions, but um, maybe that was just not something they planned for. And, games take a long time. And so Call of Duty Mobile is never built with that in mind in the first place. So maybe this is their opportunity to start over and be like, okay, look, you know, Warzone's going to be like a years long continuing thing. New Call of Duty Mobile games are, or new Call of Duty proper games are going to be releasing like alongside of it yeah. going forward. Um, so let's build this new mobile Call of Duty with all of that in mind so that they can all interact with each other going forward. Cause maybe, you know, five or six years ago or however long ago that when they started projects like this, they, that might not have been a thought for them. Um, so that would make a lot more sense that they were like coming out with something new, building it specifically to interact with the other versions of the games. Cause I think that would be a good thing to do, but who knows? Yeah. Um, anyway, I guess if you're a developer you click on all these links and try and get a job working on this, <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Maybe they need, do they need an ideas guy? Because I'm a pretty qualified oh, ideas yeah. guy. Yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> uh, so from that big name game to another big name game, um, Blizzard has confirmed that a Warcraft mobile game is in the works. Um, I don't know. I saw this news and I was sort of like, eh. But Isn't, basically haven't they... Haven't we seen this before? I feel like there was like... Yeah, I, uh, the world. problem with this is that I see... Um, so this was like a big blog post on sort of like the state of where we're at with a bunch of our games or whatever. And so that they kind of laid out the plans for some Hearthstone stuff coming up and some World of Warcraft proper oh, things yeah. coming up. And, Literally um, 10 years ago, March 20th, 2012, World of Warcraft Mobile is still a thing that could happen by Brad Nicholson. 
Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Still it could happen. It still could happen. Um so yeah, they're sort of just doing like a state of the future of the Warcraft franchise as a whole. Um and so one of the blurbs is that um uh, we're preparing the f- to get the first game in the Warcraft universe designed for mobile into your hands. We will tell you more about it in May. So this was just an ultimate teaser. Hey, in May, we're going to talk about our Warcraft mobile game. I've seen a million people going like, oh my god, World of Warcraft on mobile, finally. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they didn't say they're making World of Warcraft on mobile. They're saying they're making a Warcraft mobile game. And they're going to announce what that is in May. And maybe it's just World of Warcraft proper on mobile. It's totally possible to do. Um, More likely, I think, is like, here's our native Warcraft-inspired runner. Or, you know what I mean? Or matching game or something crazy like that. Um, Maybe they're smarter than that to do something like that that they know will piss off a lot of fans. Yeah, because isn't there... um, there's, There's a Hearthstone auto chess game, right? Like, I almost wonder if... Like, yeah. There's, like, a lot uh, of stuff that's Warcraft adjacent that wouldn't yes. necessarily be a one-to-one port of World of Warcraft, which is kind of what it seems yeah. like people are thinking this might be. I, I'm just saying, don't get your hopes up. It could be that. It totally could be that. And I would love to see that. That would make a lot of sense. And it would be, like you said, uh, we've been talking about this for 10 years now. It'd be well overdue to do something like that. And you look at stuff like Black Desert um, or, or RuneScape that have clients that just are the client on mobile. It's the same client on as other platforms or whatever. Something like that in World of Warcraft would be pretty awesome. Yeah. But um, I don't know that they're going to do that. I think their wording is very careful to not say it's World of Warcraft on mobile. So we'll see. But a couple months to wait for them to even announce whatever the heck this is going to be. So. Yeah, and what's weird too is that there's been so many instances in um, you know the history of World of Warcraft where like a really good sort of like companion app game thing would have made like tons mm-hmm. of sense. Like there was yeah. a um, expansion of God, I don't even been playing that stupid game for so long that I couldn't even estimate when it was. But like the, yeah. one, of, one of the um, big mechanics of the expansion was this sort of like in-game city builder thing where like you had to Mm -hmm. like log in and kind of like manage your resources and send your dudes out on missions and all this stuff like that. And just like always blew my mind that Blizzard would, you know, spend so much time, money and effort, like building these very complicated systems and things you do in games without just like going like one step farther and being like, Oh, and by the way, like here's your Warcraft garrison management app. So you can just like, because the name (laughs) of the game with all these things is just like engagement keeping people playing and thinking about playing and everything else. If you could like kid out your dude on your phone, on your lunch break or something like that, like how appealing would that be? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't understand it either. It seems like a slam dunk, especially for a company that has like infinite resources to do something like that. Yeah. or, Or I mean, even doing some stuff as simple as like those, um, what was that uh, kind of like idle dungeon crawler game? It was like AFK Dungeon or something like that, where it was like AFK Arena, yeah, yeah, where your, your guy just kind of ran through dungeons and you got yeah incremental amounts of money for doing it, and you know just a, another progress game. I mean, it just I don't know, it just yeah. blows my mind that that hasn't been a thing that they've spent more effort on. Well, even like, um, remember Lineage 2 came out on mobile? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you played it pretty hardcore for like a while. Yeah. But that was like a game where you could change it. You could be like, I want to 
actively do stuff in this game or I want to set it to basically screensaver mode where it does everything for me. And you would just like have it running on your desk and like be working and stuff and look over and be like, oh, cool. Like my dude's fighting a huge boss. Like <laughs> I, I, yeah. that's such a neat idea to me that I don't understand. And people get so up in arms about like, oh, this game has auto battle and you don't even do anything or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but that's cool. Like I stare at screensavers sometimes. Yeah, like yeah. I don't see the harm in that. Um, but yeah, like every big brand could have something like that for a phone game or an iPad game. And, um, you know, just to, like you said, engage their fans. Um, but yeah, we'll see. May will be some sort of Warcraft mobile announcement. Who knows what it will be? Yeah. Um, I, and I my, know. I, I'm not going to get my hopes up too much. I get oh, I would not. And I saw a lot of headlines that were like, World of Warcraft is finally coming to mobile. And I was mm-hmm. like, don't, yeah, don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the trilogy of big name games coming to mobile stories comes to an end with Apex Legends Mobile, which is soft launch in a bunch of countries. Um, the big news here, this is like the 30th soft launch or something like that for this game. Um, this is the first time it's been on iOS, as far as I know. All the previous um, early testing has been done on Android. So um, if you're in uh, any of the supported countries, which are kind of like the uh, usual suspects for soft launches, um, you can check it out. However, if you're not, but you have accounts in those places, um, apparently you would need to do the whole VPN dance because it's, it's region locked to these areas. So, um, I don't know if playing apex legends through a VPN is going to be a great time because, um, it can add some significant sort of delay to everything. Well, I've also seen a lot of games now have, um, added like VPN detection. So I don't even know yeah, if that really that will too. work anymore. Um, I, I did see somebody on Reddit mention like a certain VPN. Not all of them are working, but there was this one that you can download that works or whatever. So, I mean, if you do some poking around, I'm sure you can find ways to play it if you're not in any of the soft lock countries. Yeah, it seems for me, like I'm like, for, I'll just wait. Yeah, for, <laughs> for these, it's like you have to um, find some like little dinky VPN provider that, you yeah. know, like people don't really know about yet and they haven't blacklisted it yet instead of like you know, one of these ones that you see advertised on the side of a bus or whatever that, which is a prime opportunity for these dinky companies to steal all your info. Yeah. Perfect. (laughs) Um, but anyway, I can wait to check this out. I I think this soft launch based on, um, all the stuff that they've done with this game previously, I think this game will launch soon. I would say like by summer would make sense. Um, this is probably one of the last testing phases because, uh, they've done so many already. So we'll see. But um, everyone I've seen that's played any of the early test versions says it's pretty awesome. So um, this is also another situation where this is Apex Legends Mobile. It's its own thing. It's not connected to the other versions of the game. There's not cross progress. It has its own battle passes and things like that. So um, it'll very much be similar to like a Call of Duty Mobile where it's its own thing. But um, still pretty cool to see it coming to mobile. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, I wonder if they'll uh, make the... um, if, the, if they'll make the map smaller and stuff like that to kind of make the game a little bit faster. Because if they make the map know. smaller and with fewer players, like you're going to have faster yeah. matchmaking and potentially faster games and more conducive to like mobile play sessions. I think that stuff makes a lot of sense to do. I don't know if they'll actually do it or not. But um, I, anything I think that's on mobile, I think should have like a quicker like more streamlined experience yeah. because um, you can't, not everyone has 45 minutes to sit in an entire, you know, battle Royal match. So. Yeah. Like what, what Warzone, um, 
you know, on PC and console, they'll have like these rotating kind of like wacky modes where mm-hmm. like the initial circle will just be very small and it'll be like mm-hmm. a, a mode with, you know, like 50 people instead of a hundred people or something like that, you know, yeah. and starting, starting the circle in what would be like the size of like the fifth circle or whatever, just like really, right. really, really increases how quickly the game goes. Yeah. And it gets cool. you into action a lot faster too, which yeah. I think is cool because everyone's yeah. condensed. Yeah, because um, you know any of these games is like you spend the first like two circles just kind of like dirtling around and looting and like you know maybe maybe seeing like another player or but you know yeah. not like immediately jumping into these like huge firefights and stuff, which is the fun part of most of these games, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and then my final story I had to talk about this week was that a uh, huge update for Chrono Trigger on mobile came out. Um, and it's funny because uh, this hasn't been updated in a while, but it did. Um, it got updated alongside like the Steam and I think um, other digital versions, or maybe just Steam, where it added a bunch of new features and stuff like that. Um, and that was kind of out of the blue, but I feel like that happened like four or five years ago now. Um, this latest update adds full screen support. So this was before um, there was like full screen iPhones and stuff like that. Um, so that's nice. It's always nice to see an old game that has black bars, um, get like the full screen treatment or whatever. And then they threw in some other good stuff, like, um, increasing the speed of like auto battling and things like that. Just some nice quality of life stuff. What they did not add is an option to turn off the, uh, Sprite filter (laughs) for the graphics and, um, Man, it makes Mikhail mad. I've seen a um, lot of people beefing about how they can't believe this is only available on mobile and PC, too. It's just weird that, like, um, the PC version has a toggle where it's like you toggle original graphics on and it turns off that smoothing filter or whatever. And these are essentially should be one to one versions for each other, right? Like, there's some small changes made for mobile and touchscreen and stuff like that. But, like, I, you know, in essence, they're both like the same game under the hood. Um, so it's like really baffling that it doesn't have that super simple option of like changing the graphic filters when the PC version does. Yeah. I would almost understand if neither of them had it because you'd be like, well, Square Enix is being Square Enix. But the fact that one has it and the other doesn't doesn't make sense to me unless it's just a massive oversight. But I know a lot of people want to turn um, this gross filter off and can't on mobile. So that's stupid. But if that sort of thing doesn't bother you, this is a, a, a nice version of Chrono Trigger to play with a lot of nice features now. And now, thankfully, widescreen support, which I think is something that's important to me. So, Yes, but Jared, <clears throat> it's not available on the Nintendo Switch. It's not? This is uh, weird. This is an outrage. That seems like a weird thing to not have on the Switch. Um, also pointing out that... Uh, it's on sale for five bucks to hmm. half off. It's normally 10. So if you don't have it on mobile yet, um, it's a very lovely version. If you can look at uh, Sprite smoothing that makes your eyes bleed. I played, I played through this on my uh, RG 351B. Me too. I think we talked about that before. Yeah. Um, that was my first time playing it. Um, here, let me pull up a story. We can talk about the Apple event real quick. Hmm. Um, if you want, here's, like I think a all encompassing everything they announced type thing. Um, so anyway, yeah, Tuesday was the Apple event. First one of the year. And, um, they didn't announce an Apple car. I'm really kind of shocked. Yeah. There was no VR headsets. What? I'm really shocked. Um, so basically it was the worst Apple event ever. 
uh, I don't know if you saw online, people said it was terrible. Yeah. Um, well. <clears throat> you know, I will say this was like, we've talked for a few years now that it's like disappointing that Apple stuff always leaks ahead of time. Cause when they have events like this, a lot of the surprise is gone. Um, Apple usually finds a way to like sneak one or two things in there that nobody knew about. That was like a genuine surprise. Um, and it is always fun to see them tell the actual story of what they're releasing instead of like the best guesses. Cause a lot of times people get like 90% of something right, but it's not actually what Apple ends up doing. <clears throat> I feel like this keynote more than others, everything was leaked and like specific details were all pretty on point. Well, yeah, I, I would have bet thing. big money <clears throat> that the, the renders that leaked were not real because like, yeah, I was kind of expecting like it would not have surprised me at all if the Mac Studio was basically just what they were calling a Mac Mini with the M1 um, M1 Max or whatever the top two mm-hmm. processor is, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, if if that was if that turned out to be true, it was like okay, well, you know, my computer can operate at you know a hundred percent processor usage without even turning the fans on, so why do they need this right. like giant extra thick thing for a yeah. heatsink and stuff like that? But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it turned out to be kind of sort of right. I mean, it didn't it yeah. didn't really look how people thought it was going to look, but at the same time it wasn't that far off. Um, yeah. It's like a, um it's like if you took uh I think 3 or 4 Mac minis and stacked them on each other. It's just like a really tall Mac mini um which is what they call the Mac Studio, which is a super small, extremely high performance little computer. Yeah. Um, also very, <clears throat> very this, expensive. <clears throat> yeah. It's only the best one's only four grand or something. So it's no, no, deal, no, but, it's um, more than that, isn't it? If you kid it out with a display and stuff, I think it's much more than that. I think it's like $11,000 or something. I thought it was like one of the, <clears throat> I think the starting price for the high end one is 4,000. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the Mac Studio, they announced alongside a new M1 chip, which a lot of people have been talking about an M2 chip. Um, they're not ready to move on from M1 yet. They have the M1, the M1 Pro, and the M1 Max, which they all announced during the MacBook thing last year. Now they have an M1 Ultra, which is like <laughs> crazy. It's like two M1 Maxes smashed together or something like that, Yeah, <clears throat> which has all these crazy... Abilities like uh, 128 gigs of RAM if you need it and stuff like that, Um, which is just like this is very much aimed at people that do really high end like video editing and stuff like that. Um, And I always laugh at like Apple's charts where they're like, oh, here's the old version and here's the new version. The chart line is way longer Um, because I feel like a lot of the stuff is super meaningless without like more detail. But um, watching people talking about it, which also is hard to ju- to trust fully because it's like Apple um, giving these out to people that then give their like testimonial. So there's bound to be, they're not going to like put somebody on screen. That's like, this thing's okay. Of yeah, course you're going to yeah, be yeah, like, Oh, yeah. it's amazing. It blows my mind. But like, <clears throat> it is pretty interesting to see them be like, Oh yeah, I can run like, I can render like five different things at the same time. And it doesn't even like, you know, break a sweat and all this stuff. Um, so it seems like these things are going to be extremely performant, which is pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> and they unveiled a new um, display to go along with it that's not a $5,000 display like their previous XDR one or whatever. 
Um, it's only $1,600. That's it. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, but the one that you actually want is like 2300 That's where they, they kind of get you on that because I've had the same monitor for several years now and I've been kind of like yeah. waffling on upgrading it because it's just kind of like, I don't know, it's like this wacky Alienware gamer thing with all these lights on it and shit like that. Just yeah. Kinda, and I was like, oh, well, that's kind of more than I want to spend on a monitor, but it's not like that much more i guess if i only upgrade every five years and it was like oh well if you want the um the one that's got the glare reduction glass that's 1900 dollars. Right. Yeah. and it's like oh you want the <laughs> tilt and height adjustable stand okay you well, want that's height like another 400 dollars. <laughs> um, no it is pretty silly i feel like um they try to hit these like price points so it sounds way better than it is but in reality you want all that stuff added on so yeah this is like a 2000 plus dollar monitor yeah. and like i don't think it's something you would want to buy for pc gaming either because i feel like you would get well, no. way more bang for your buck with something designed for pc yeah, and, and, and worry more about things like refresh rate and screen latency and things like that well because... so that's that's the crazy thing to <clears throat> about this is that like so you know if you watch the last keynote of the, the mm-hmm. previous macbook pros it was like um, the, the message was basically like, Hey, check it out. Like these have promotion. If your computer doesn't have promotion, throw it in the fucking trash. Cause it's garbage. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the, the uh, iPad pro has promotion. The iPhone has promotion. Like this is the future is these 120 yeah. Hertz display screens. And then, mm-hmm. you know, six months later, it's like, Hey, check out our monitor. It's 60 Hertz. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay. I, yeah, I agree. It's, um, it's an expensive Apple version of something you could get much cheaper, but it's probably really nice. I mean, and I think, for, I think know, the, I'm sure the camera's really good. Like the speakers are yeah. probably really cool. Like I'm sure this display looks great. It's just very funny to me that like right. Apple seems to like so often do these things where it's like the last time you heard from them, they're telling you about this like amazing technology. And then the next time you hear from them, it's like, like Gandalf in the, the caves of Moria, just like has with no recollection of it at all and it's just like right <laughs> so i don't know yeah i agree um but the mac studio thing is it's cool it's not for me i have no use for this whatsoever but i will watch with interest as people start to actually get them and put them through their real paces and see if they really are all they're cracked up to be yeah um, the new iphone se will be super popular I'm sure. Yeah, you know, I wish I don't think they're going to for a variety of reasons, but um, I wish they would go all full screen um, iPhone lineup. This is the last iPhone that still has a home button, but I think they want that. I think some people desperately still want a home button and won't ever get used to like the gesturing and stuff that full screen phones have. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see this this style stick around always as like the low end option for an iPhone. Um, cause I know a lot of people that won't, that still want their home button and touch ID is arguably really cool too. So it's like, yeah. um, I think someday I'll be happy if they build in touch ID to a full screen iPhone, but yeah, and I, I think there's still a lot to them, like, um, uh, doing some kind of like signaling of like, Oh, this is the old iPhone. You don't have like the new cool one. You still have the one with the That's button. That's true. You know? That's true. To kind of like still kind of give you that notion of like, oh, I want I want the better one. You know, I don't want the cheap one. I want the I want the better one. But some people do want the cheap one. And this this air quotes cheap one, it starts at what, four hundred bucks or something like that, which I guess is cheap for an iPhone. So Well, yeah, I mean we could say the price of yeah, four starts at four twenty nine. Yeah, that's not bad. It has a A fifteen bionic chip in it. And um it's funny because this this leaked too 
I'll, first of all, it wouldn't even need to be a leak because it would have been a best guess that, yeah, they're going to refresh the SE or whatever. But um, even all the like colors and stuff leaked. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, better battery life, all that good stuff. Uh, it's What's crazy, though, is that like the, the iPhone in general has gotten so fast over the years that it's like, and, you know, the iPads are kind of in a similar situation, right? Where it's like, yeah. I mean, I still have a 2018 iPad Pro and I've yet to find anything Worth that, struggling. Yeah. that it struggles with at all. You know, yeah. like even playing, you know, like new games like um, League of Legends Wild Rift, like it just runs at 120 frames per second. Like, yeah, right. you know, I have like yeah. no reason to upgrade it. You know, like I would, yeah. I, would, I don't know, I just have the same thing and it totally works fine. Like the battery hasn't degraded at all. Like, you yeah. know, it's just, uh, it's great for what it is. And, you know, the, and we've said for years now, I mean, like by the, we buy the new iPhones because we're idiots, but like, right. Realistically, you know, if you still had an iPhone 10, like what, yeah, what would you be missing out on right now? You know, yeah. like certainly faster face ID, I guess, or whatever. But like, um, whereas, you know, like back in the day when they first announced like these other iPhones, it was like, they were clearly inferior. You know, it was like, right. oh, you don't, you don't want the two-year-old processor because this one is yeah. so much better. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, who cares? Yeah, a five-year phone is still like kicking strong. I remember my first iOS device was a second-gen iPod Touch, and that came out in two thousand eight. And um, man, you could really feel that. That was the same year they the three G iPhone launched, and then the next year was the three GS iPhone. The three GS iPhone was the real leap forward because it had a lot greater like um, graphics capabilities or whatever. And so I would feel it on my second gen touch. A lot of times a game would come out and it just chugged. It wouldn't load things properly. There was a bunch of pop in and certain 3D games and things like that. And then as iOS updates would come out, those would run noticeably like slower and jankier or whatever. Um, I feel like that's not really the case. Like Apple's pretty good about supporting previous gens with new iOS versions. And I feel like there's a point where even the lowest supported models still run iOS pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause what was cool. it like? Um, iOS seven maybe came out. I don't remember which, but there was like one where it was like, Oh, we are not even supporting the old one anymore. Like everything is on this now. Yeah. Like it a was huge like, cutoff. Yeah. And if you had an older device that was running the new iOS, it was like, Holy shit. Like this just basically broke my phone. It's so unusably slow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't really think that's the case anymore. So <laughs> I don't even remember, um, what phone I have. I think it's an iPhone 12. 13 is the newest one, right? Yeah. So 14 will be this year. I think it's an iPhone 12. I don't remember, but I definitely have skipped at least one year. So yeah. it like, doesn't matter anymore. Like that's crazy. Like back in the day, it was like, noticed. Yeah. holy shit. Like check out how fast the iPhone 3GS is. Like I, I can't even yeah. imagine still using the iPhone 3G or whatever, you know? And like right, right, similarly right. with the 3GS to the four and the four to the five. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah, now it's of, not really a thing. The know. number one thing I want from a new iPhone, I'll probably buy a new one this year, but um, is a brighter screen. I've noticed every time I go out in the sunlight, I can't see anything, and it drives me crazy. Oh, really? I feel I, I have the 13, and I feel like the screen is plenty bright. I don't know. Even in like direct sunlight and stuff. I mean, I don't go out in the sun, but yeah, I, that's part of the problem. I yeah. um, and it's not like I'm like, let me go stand in the sun and use this. But if I'm just like outside, even if I like shade it with my own head or something um i I struggle to see anything on it it's annoying i would pay a lot of money for a new phone that was brighter but anyway um and then apple 
Um, also announced a new iPad Air that was also expected, but also did leak. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, this thing seems cool. It's, it's so the last event was um, when they introduced a new iPad Mini, and I was really close to getting one, and um, just couldn't justify the money or whatever. But um, now the iPad Air that has just come out feels very in line with what that iPad Mini is so much that it's like. There's very there's differences, but there's so few that it's sort of like, do you want a big iPad or do you want a small iPad? Because yeah. most everything else is like pretty in line with each other, which I think is smart. That's the way I wish all their products were really. Um, and then there's iPad Pros, which are like their own different kind of crazy thing. But um, now it feels very much like you're just choosing screen size and you're not compromising much on anything else um, really... in terms of the, the iPad I don't really understand the difference now between the iPad Air and the iPad Pro because before it was like the difference was like, oh, the iPad Pro has the M1. Right. And now this Yeah, the is iPad like, Airs now have an M1. Yeah, it's like um, the M1 too. I guess maybe the Pro has a better camera or USB-C. I, think, or... Um, I actually think Mac Rumors themselves did a big comparison article that was like, do you need a Pro or do you need an Air? Like, what's the difference? And the conclusion, or maybe it was Macworld or something like that, but the conclusion was like... Um, you should just get the pro because at the end of the day, it's like, I think like a one or $200 uh, difference or something like that. Um, there's not, or, or not, you should get that. You should get the air because at the end of the day, it's like a $200 difference. And we don't really think the differences are that drastic. Oh, I think you, you don't get like. the 120 Hertz screen, which I don't know. Yeah. Which that could be a big deal. Makes if you I think most people just use your iPad for fucking around and watching movies. But I stuff. think one of the, I think one of the deal breakers is that airline storage options are all doubled in the pro line. And so once, if you want, if storage size was a, a thing, if you were like getting a 256 pro and you wanted the 256 air or something like that, like that bumps the price up to where they're more similar or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. The, the I really pro, don't remember the thing that the drives pro is available in much larger, um, storage options the arrow max out 256 mm. the pro goes to two terabytes oh it maxes out at two. oh wow okay hmm interesting well i've been lately flirting with the idea of getting an ipad pretty much since that mini that new mini came out um because i haven't had an ipad in years and years and years and i've never been a huge fan of them but i think it would be handy in a lot of situations to have oh here you go and so, so it's a 12.9 inch screen versus a 10.9 inch screen I think they have uh -huh. the same processor up to two terabytes or up to 256 yeah the pro has the better cameras it's got the two oh better cameras, the yeah. uh ultra wide and the regular one uh-huh uh the pro has support for thunderbolt and usb4 oh that's a big thing too if you have a lot of accessories because the ipad air's usb-c is just charging basically and then that's about it there's base the same basic size more or less the pro is slightly yeah. bigger yeah. Uh, I don't know. X, XDR brightness, if anyone cares about that. I care. ProMotion um, technology. Yeah, that 120 hertz screen would be a big selling point, I would think. But depends. I mean, if it's really like a $200 difference, is it that much? Yeah, camera difference. So, that's pretty yeah. much it. Like, I. I don't know. It, it doesn't. And um, the Air has Touch ID, which arguably is better on the iPad. Mm, yeah. Face ID. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. I, I struggle with um, when it comes to the accessories of these things because I'm like, okay, screw it. I'll drop 600 bucks on an iPad. And then you go and you're like, well, I do want the Apple Pencil. Of course I do. And it's like, I do want the little keyboard stand thing. Oh, that's 200 more dollars or whatever. And it's like, you end up spending like over a thousand bucks if you want to get it kind of kitted out. Um, which it's like, eh, at that point, I don't want an iPad that bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the, what I think is interesting about like their, their pricing scheme on these is that like, if you wanted to really like you know, buy an iPad pro and like kit it out, to use mm-hmm. it as a laptop replacement. It's like you're spending as much money as a fucking MacBook anyway. So like why right, don't you right, just right. buy the actual computer that runs Mac OS so you're not like in this weird limbo where it's like you're using a yeah. tablet like a laptop but not really because the yeah. OS is more conducive to using it like a tablet. Like I don't know, it's just weird. I, I think it's fine for somebody that's already committed and already knows that they can do that. Like I can, an iPad is a laptop replacement for me. I've already tried it. I'm good with all the apps. I'm good with everything, whatever. Um, I think it's nice to have that ability to be like, oh, I can make it basically a laptop if I want to buy these accessories or whatever. Um, I just think, I think that's really cool. I'm not that person and I would never choose that over a laptop. If I had infinite money, I'd probably do it for fun. But like, yeah, at that point when you're spending two grand on, on the highest end, everything iPad, um, I'd way much rather put that into a brand new MacBook. Yeah, see, but, like um, the I have the smart keyboard folio with my thing, which like yeah. I felt was indefensibly expensive at 180 bucks, but it was like, yeah. oh no, wait, I think I have the smart keyboard at 160. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know which one of these I have, but um, either way, it was it was I thought it was very expensive, but like the third party options are not that much cheaper, so I was like, well, let me yeah. spend just a little bit more money, like at the Apple one, I guess, but the magic keyboard at 300 bucks that seems crazy to me yeah i truly indefensibly expensive um i mean that's i really think that's for somebody that doesn't want a laptop yeah or if you're the kind of person that's like has a really fancy desktop and then your portable experience could be an ipad or a laptop you might get all that stuff but i can't really see somebody being like i have my ipad kitted out like a, a macbook but i also have a macbook like, which one would you bring? When would you ever need all those extra features or whatever? So yeah. it's definitely for, like, a specific person, I think. But Yeah, and, like, I've, I've tried traveling with just my iPad, and I found myself annoyed that I didn't have my computer with me, you know? I don't think I could do that. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I'm a laptop and phone guy. Yeah. But if there was a cheap enough iPad, I would love to have one. <laughs> Maybe I would just buy a, like, used one. Yeah, I mean, my, uh, my primary use for my iPad is, uh, I kind of got bored of Hearthstone, but it was fucking around in Hearthstone yeah. and Magic yeah. and playing. Yeah. League of Legends, Wild Rift, and watching shit at the gym. Yeah. And well, sell me your that. iPad for $100. Uh, no. Oh. Well, I guess you got I'm any Applebee's iPad. gift cards you can trade me? Because uh, I might be able I to do. sweeten the deal a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so those are the biggest things announced at the Apple thing. There was a few other little tidbits, but um, I'm sure you can uh, look up all that. And next week should be iOS 15.4. And the new Monterey release. Uh, Monterey? Are we on Monterey? We're on Big Sur, aren't we? I don't know. Oh, no, we are on Monterey. I guess Big Sur was the last one. Um, so new software updates should be next week, which will add stuff. I just lost track. I don't even know anymore. I think unlocking your phone with a mask is the big new feature of next week, now that there's no mask mandates anywhere. It doesn't oh, matter. one of the big features that... I don't know how big of a feature it is. is very useful for people that use shortcuts. Is that like... so? 
right now, if you use shortcuts, um, the only granularity that there are that there is in turning on and off notifications that shortcuts are running is by mm -hmm. just turning all of them off. Oh, uh huh. So, like, I have some shortcuts right now where, like, mm -hmm. it just kind of like does crap in the background based on like time of day or like battery state or yeah. whatever. Like, for instance, yeah. like a really useful one um, is that I, I think I set when my phone hits forty percent, it goes into like the the power save battery mode or whatever the energy saver thing is, which mm -hmm. allows you mm -hmm. to kind of you know squeeze out a little bit more power from your your battery, and then. I think mm -hmm. I have it like once, then once it exceeds 40% or 50% or something like that, it goes back into normal mode when I'm charging it. Mm -hmm. um, it like stuff like that's pretty useful, but you get like a push notification every time it happens. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I've, which, you know, it's not super useful, but I guess it's fine. But then the, uh, another useful shortcut I have is like, I have a Bluetooth speaker in my bathroom for like listening to podcasts and junk while I'm like getting ready. And, mm -hmm. um, I've got a shortcut that when it connects to my phone, it, I get a pop-up and I can just load like overcast or any mm -hmm. like podcast app that I want. And that's mm. super useful. And that functions through the notification. So mm -hmm. you can't turn them all off because yeah, you'll lose that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, that will be probably the only thing that I care about, about, um, this 15.4 or whatever, which is like such I a weird, to... obscure yeah. thing. Yeah. I need to learn how to use shortcuts better. I don't they're, use they're them really at all. They're really easy. Like for that's, that's very, very basic ones. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. I guess I don't have any good ideas on what I want a shortcut to. Well, like that Bluetooth speaker thing is a really good idea. I would have never thought about. Yeah. There's, um, I think if you go to the shortcut app, there's like basically like a, yeah. So there's like a gallery of different shortcuts. I've looked at it and I've never really thought of anything I should do. Um, and well, so I think should, I have a Shazam. You should setup. look because they they actually suggest different shortcuts that you can do based on, mm -hmm. um, like stuff that you do right now on your phone all the time. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, like right now it's, uh, the top suggestion is when I connect to load my, Pornhub, the sound, well, no, it's load the specifically, <laughs> play the podcast that I uh, usually listen to most days. So that's oh, that's actually, interesting. that's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, you can, um, you can do all kinds of crap and it's, uh, it's pretty neat because the triggers are actually like fairly advanced with regards to like, you know, uh, locations or time of day or, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, all sorts of stuff like that. So I'll look through it. Maybe I'll find something useful for my boring life. Yeah. Probably not, but we'll see. Yeah, but uh, you can then put like shortcuts on your home screen, you know, as like something you yeah. can tap. And there's a bunch of like what what I wish I kind of knew more about is um, there's a bunch of different shortcuts that will show up like right in the uh, share sheet and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like when you hit like share to something, you can like uh, add it to, you know, like your notes or something like that, mm. which, um, you know, I just haven't really fiddled with too much. Yeah. You know, I'll look into it. If anybody has shortcut ideas that they're especially proud of, uh, podcast at toucharcade.com. You can send us an email about it. We'll talk about it on the show. Uh, like if you want to auto load Pornhub like Eli, every time he goes into the bathroom, mm -hmm. there's a shortcut for that. Yeah. Well, uh, so, and also, um, if you really want to get advanced, you can buy these like weird little, um, 
RFID things and you can trigger shortcuts based on your phone sensing an RFID thing. So like yeah. go into the kitchen and it loads a shortcut. Or... Yeah. So like, like when I walk into my bathroom, it, yeah. I tap my phone on little RFID tag and then oh, you know, loads Pornhub. Yeah, I get it. Into business. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> what a world we live in. I know, it's truly a magical The future time. is amazing. Magical time um, to be alive. Okay. We're going to wrap this guy up because uh, I got to get out of my son's room so he can take a nap. All right. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. And as always, Touch Arcade is primarily supported through our listeners and our readers and our viewers. So if you like what we do and want to see us continue doing it, please check out patreon.com forward slash Touch Arcade. Uh, you can also help, help us out by doing your Amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon. And like I said, send me your shortcut ideas, podcast at toucharcade.com to send us an email or just send us an email about anything. We don't care. We always like reading them. Uh, so with all that, thanks again for listening. We'll be back with another episode of the Tetra Cage Show next week. See ya.